0: Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, sorry, I just kicked you. No. Okay. I
1: think it was a table leg.
0: Okay. I felt better than anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like my
1: passive-aggressive thing. She's like, I thought you were gonna tell me to sit it out. I'm gonna kick you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just straight up aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, did <laughs> I, she I kick passive <laughs> right. No, because she's
1: like, oh sorry, did I act? Did I I kick see? you? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an accident. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> So, today's lesson is our last one in our series on Women of the Bible. We hope you're excited about that. Maybe a little too excited. <laughs> we're excited to start something new next week, and we'll have some more information for y'all in the coming days. So, we're sorry this one got a little pushed back. Um, we had some things come up earlier this week when we normally record. So, we're having to make some adjustments for the next few weeks, but um, I think we'll be back on schedule from now on. I think we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So tonight's woman is Priscilla, and I feel like she's a little bit different because she doesn't have just like a clear story in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just kind of mentioned here and there in a couple books in the New Testament. So in Acts 18 is where she and her husband Aquila are first mentioned, and um, Paul meets them in Corinth, and he gives a little back, or Luke actually is the writer of this book. Um, Luke gives a little background to the two of them. Um, They're both tent makers. That was their, their trade. Um, she, they were both Jews, originally from Pontus, and they lived in Rome for a while. And then the Roman emperor kicked out like all the Jews out of Rome because he saw them as troublemakers. Mm. So they were exiled from Rome, and they went to Corinth, and that's where Paul meets them. And then down in verses 18 and 19, um, Paul mentions going to Syria, and Aquila and Priscilla go with him. And they stay in Ephesus, and then he goes on to Caesarea, um, and then down in verses 24 through 28, um, it says that while they're in Ephesus, they meet Apollos, and the Bible says that Apollos was mighty in scriptures, and he was an eloquent speaker, and he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, so he knew, you know, the the basics that all the you know apostles and disciples were going around teaching at the time, but he still only knew the baptism of John, so somehow he missed. I'm not sure that happens if you're learning things, but somehow he missed a little part in there. He was still preaching the baptism of John. Um, so Aquila and Priscilla they kind of take him aside and they explain things to him a little bit more accurately so he can go and keep on teaching. Because obviously he was it says he was fervent in spirit and he spoke boldly. So he was just missed that one little thing. And mm-hmm. from I guess from what we know, he took it pretty well and you know continued being a, a missionary for the church. So that's how they're mentioned in Acts. And then in Romans 16, verses 3 through 5, Paul tells the Romans to greet Aquila and Priscilla. And he says that they risked their lives for the church. And he also mentions that they have a church in their house. So They were hosting, I guess, a Roman church. So somehow they got back into Rome and snuck in somehow. <laughs> um, so then in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 19, Paul tells the Corinthians that Aquila and Priscilla greet them along with the church in their house. So maybe it kind of sounds like Paul was maybe with them at the mm-hmm. time. Maybe he was back in, in that area. Um, and then 2 the Timothy 4.19, Paul tells Timothy to greet Aquila and Priscilla. So that kind of seems like Timothy was with them at the time. So that's pretty much how they're mentioned. It's not a whole lot, um, but I feel, still feel like we can get some, some good things um, just from these few verses. So, um, you know, from every verse, it seems like she has been husband or a package deal. They're always mentioned together mm-hmm. um, from, in every verse, it's always Aquila and Priscilla. Well, she could have stayed behind. She had, she had a trade that she was doing. So she could have just been like, I'll stay at home and I'll be a tent maker and I'll, you know, keep things settled here. Um, but, you know, I believe that she wanted to be a worker for the church because she always went with her husband and and Paul on their journeys. And so it just kind of tells me that she wanted to make a difference and, you know, influence others for good and have a, have a role in building the church at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, how can we be influential to friends, to family, to even just, you know, in our home congregations, how can we be influential? And I think the first way is you have to know the word. You have to know what the Bible says before you can influence other people for good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, Priscilla was able to help correct Apollos when he was wrong because she knew the gospel. She knew the truth and what he was erring in. Um, second Timothy four two is a verse that I posted yesterday, and it says, Be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Um, and then also in Second Timothy two fifteen says to be diligent to present yourself, approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Also in Second Timothy, lots of good things in Second Timothy about reading the scripture. Um Chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, this was like, I remember learning this verse at VBS when I was younger. It says, All scripture is given to us by inspiration of God, which means it was breathed out by God. I think some translations say that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I love that last sentence um, because to me it's like, Scripture is gonna equip you, you know, mm-hmm. for everything in your life, for your friendships, for your jobs, for your marriages, for you know, when you become parents, um mm-hmm. and just influencing their people, scripture's gonna help you do all that stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, it reminded me of Matthew five thirteen through sixteen where it's telling us, you know, we're are called to be the salt of the earth. You know, we are called to be um the season, you know, we're we're the seasoning. Um, to the earth we're supposed to make it better you know um, and same you, know, you read on down it talks about the light you know where to be the light the lamp in the room I mean, when you're in that room like are you the one that's making you know people um, feel good and you know you're just happy to be everywhere you know really yeah. is how I imagine it when I think of the light. you're just happy um, and you're encouraging and um, you know and not just in a room you know at your home and in your schools and your workplace, wherever you are, you know, it could be a a restaurant, a, you know, um, grocery store, however, wherever you are, you know, are you that person that just brings joy to others? And that's what we're called to be. Um, it's those two things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, salt is meant to help a dish taste Mm -hmm. better and light is meant to help people see. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and without those things, you know, it's bland and dark, (laughs) so, (laughs) you know, we need those things, and we need to be those things, and I think that Priscilla and Aquila did such a great job when they were um, influencing Apollos Mm -hmm. um, about doing it humbly and doing it helpfully, you know, they weren't doing it to try to attack him or look like they were smarter than him, you know, they Mm -hmm. didn't do it in the crowd, they pulled him aside, and because they were wanting to let God shine and not have people look to them and be like oh well they're smarter than you and you know they did it because they were concerned about him and they they did it with the right approach so I definitely think that we need to do that while we're influencing people mm-hmm. um you know to me it doesn't matter how many times I read through the bible there's always something new to learn and apply I mean yeah. you can read the entire bible you know through and be like all right I'm done but you know every time I read I can read the same scripture, you know, years later and be like, oh, I never picked up on that. Um, You know, because, you know, for example, you teenagers out there, the ones that aren't are the ones who aren't married yet, um, you're not going to pick up on the marriage scriptures as much. You know, you hear them Mm -hmm. and you're going to be preparing, you know, kind of to be a good wife in the future. But the passages on marriage are not going to mean as much to you as like these two who are married. There's different scriptures for different purposes in your life. Knowing the word is good. You're never going to know just the entire Bible. I mean, our grandmother probably does because she can pull out just scriptures from like Leviticus and we're like, I don't know what that is. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> but most of I have trouble memorizing scripture. I can be like, I know this, this verse, but I'm not sure exactly where it's from. But you know, you can know the basics enough to where you're, you know, you become a Christian and you want to you know, try to help others become Christians. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we're told to do. We're told to go and proclaim the word. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. You know, he said to go to bab- go to all the nations and baptize them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he says to teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. So you know, we're, we are told to teach, not just go and be like, hey, I think you'd be baptized. Let me go mm-hmm. dunk in the pool real quick. Like, mm-hmm. that is nothing, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to teach other people, in, in the truth. If we're going to be influential, we also have to live by the word that we're trying to influence others by. You know, we're supposed to walk the walk and talk the talk and mm-hmm. practice what you preach or teach mm-hmm. and all that, st- all those like cliches. <laughs> um, so we had to put our knowledge to work. You know, it does no good of being like, I know I'm not supposed to do this or I know I should do this, but if you're not doing it, it doesn't do you any good. Um, for example, when I was in high school and college, there's so many things that I had to learn for tests. And looking back, all I did was learn the stuff, pass the test, and move on. There's so many things that I've never used mm. in jobs or just in life. And, you know, I could have used that space for so many other things. You know, like maybe <laughs> memorizing scripture <laughs> <laughs> instead of learning the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> um, but God's Word's not like that. Um, there's always things that we're that we need to learn, and we're supposed to apply these things daily um we're supposed to live it not just pull it out when we're at worship or with our christian friends um we're supposed to live what we're studying you know and even though it's hard sometimes and the world likes to push us towards living a different life or you know putting things in boxes but god's word is not a box it's you know it's the it encompasses everything mm. it's the circle a circle of life. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a box, it's a circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you know, talking about um, how we're influencing people outside of church, um, it really got me thinking of how we're influencing the church itself. Um, so many times, you know, I've sat back and I've thought, Oh, I wish we did this or oh man, it'd be so much better if we, you know, did this. It was more like complaining, sitting back and complaining. And I'm pretty sure everybody's been guilty of that, mm-hmm. you know, at least once. Um, instead of getting up and volunteering or um, you know, you know, talking to someone about your plans and saying, Well, I thought about this. You think that our church could get involved in something like this? And influencing the church for better so we can grow and Um, just be, you know, a better church. Um, I thought about our attitude, too. Um, You know, my little girl loves to go to church, and Sunday morning uh, she woke up and knew we were going somewhere, and she was like, Mommy, where are we going? And I was like, we're going to church, and she was just screaming. She was like, yeah! (laughs) <laughs> she was just so excited, and I love to go to church. It's not a have to you know kind of feeling. I love going, and I want to go, but just seeing that excitement in her really made me want to be more excited, more zealous to be you know to go to church and um so we want to check our attitudes to make sure that we don't have that, oh, I have to go to church today. It's more like a chore instead of, you know, changing that attitude to I want to go and I'm excited to go and I can't wait to get there, you know, kind of attitude. And you can influence other people in your homes or in your church. However, I mean, people, just like the lot, they feed off of that. They're like, I need some of this, you know, and that's how, and that's how my little girl made me feel. I'm like, man, <laughs> I want to be like that, you know. And um, we have to be careful, too, because sometimes we hear lessons – or hear people talking about, um, you know, the church, and we they have so much passion and excitement behind what they're saying, it makes us feel good. Um, And we think, oh, you know, yes, I need to go do that, and I need to do, I need to be this. And but we have to be careful to make sure that it's biblical, Um, to, whatever they're making us feel good about, we need to make sure that it's from the Bible because our spiritual lives can be influenced in a negative way. Um, we have to just make sure that. Whatever is um, influencing us spiritually is from the Bible. So, right. I mean, and even with us, you know, we're trying to speak
1: the truth. We're not trying to, you know, in any way lead y'all anywhere yeah. wrong. But you know, we're human, and mm-hmm. you know, we may say something that maybe is incorrect, and you know, call us out and be like, Hey, I don't, I yeah. don't think you, because we don't in any way. We're trying to, you know, just you know, give you God's word and take it as it is, and you know, throw in some maybe some good thoughts um, Mm -hmm. to get you thinking some. But, yeah, definitely call us out in love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And I think that's another good point that we can take away from this is that, you know, Aquila and Priscilla had each other to kind of fact check themselves with. You know, they didn't have the physical Bible like we do now where we can just you know, turn to Acts and see what Mm -hmm. they said, you know, they were really guided by the Holy Spirit and what they were taught by the apostles. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in Ecclesiastes, it talks about the importance of having people who you can fight with and fight together, not fight (laughs) with, (laughs) argue with, um, that you can fight together with and how you can, Count on each other to keep each other in check. And that's why I'm glad that we have each other, because mm-hmm. if we ever say anything, then we got two people being like, wow. let's reevaluate that. Yeah. Like, we're not talk about fighting with someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 11, it says, For two are better than one, because they have good reward for their toll. For if they fall, one will lift up the other. But woe to him who is alone, for when he falls, he has no one to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Get a thick blanket. <laughs> 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 not in according to with Jesus. Um, <laughs> and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And a lot of times with that verse, you know, it's talking about two people together. And so the three comes in with having God on your Mm -hmm. side. So you got you, your friend and God, Mm -hmm. and you can't break that real easy. Yeah. So from the things we talked about, um, you know, I really feel like Priscilla was, you know, the kind of woman who was, you know, she knew her scripture. She was, you know, out there proclaiming the word and she was living, you know, the life, and she had her, her partner to help her out, like Ava was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, I think the like, you know, she was kind of the the to me an ideal Proverbs thirty one woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she had all these attributes that have, that um, Solomon lists out of you know a good wife. Um, you know, she's a she was a hard worker. She had her own job. Um, she was independent because she you know she had this job with her but she did with her husband and she supported her husband she's out there you know with her husband traveling around to spread the word um she was trustworthy she was kind because um, you know anytime that paul mentions her in his letters he's either telling the church to greet her um because you know i feel like she would want that warmth and kindness or he was saying you know priscilla's greeting you so she's sending that kindness out to them um and she she stayed with the truth she helped correct apollos All these things about her. She was hospitable. She hosted a church in her home. So, you know, there's so many things that back up of Scripture we can take that back up the kind of woman Priscilla was and the kind of influence she had over people. Um, And, you know, she still has over us, you know, thousands of years later. We're still talking about her.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you think about all the people in the Bible. um, They probably never would have, I mean, they probably never would have believed that millions and millions of people would be influenced by their life, you know, good or bad. Um, or you know learning good or bad things from them Um, just like I mean Jonah you know the things he did didn't do and then did do and then complained about you know um, he probably never would have thought that we would read about him today um, over and over again and teaching the kids about you know how we can't hide from God and just different things he probably never would have uh, you know realized never would have known that he would have been that influential on so many people and it's kind of like you think about yourself people aren't you know, writing down on scrolls today or whatever it was, that you know, that they had at the time, but um, they weren't, they're not writing down every little thing that you do, but people are paying attention to what you do and what you say, and no matter where you're at, people are watching, not in, like, a creepy way, but, you know. I mean, as much as you post on
1: social media, yes. people are watching, you know, the mm-hmm. things you put on social media, the videos, the pictures, just mm-hmm. the, you know, post, just like, if you just post, like, words, like, on Facebook, just text. I mean, yeah, people are out there watching, mm-hmm. so you do have to be careful and think about is this, is what I'm posting, does it benefit me, does it benefit other people, does it glorify God? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and it's hard to do, you don't necessarily think about that, you know, mm-hmm. post a picture for puppy or something. Or,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, just other things, you know, think about the impact it's going to have and, you know, in 10 years when you're trying to get a good job, you know, if they do, will mm-hmm. go and look on your social media accounts and... You know, are you having... Do you have things on there that you would be ashamed of in 10 years for your, you know, your boss to look at and be like, wow, she posted that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you were 16, but, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you putting out there? And even as an adult, after you have your dream job, I mean, they keep tabs on your social media, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. when you're employed. It's not just when you apply, so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, um. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we hope you've enjoyed this series on Women of the Bible, and, and we've learned a whole lot from this, um, just about even women that we've been studying for years. We've yeah. just learning new things, and like I said, you can always learn something from the Bible, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you've read it. Um, so, you know, we're going to start something new next week. We hope you're excited about it. We got a, a really good request for this next kind of <laughs> series from one of our best fans, I won't call her out by name, but (laughs) you know who you are. (laughs) So um, we hope you have a great week. And remember to be kind, be humble, and be a good influence. Bye. Bye.